For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we will be covering this week's updates in Princeton's sporting world, updates on the USG gender-neutral bathroom proposal, Joe Biden's State of the Union address, and an update on the series of earthquakes that have hit Turkey and Syria. It's Thursday, February 9th. Today, we sat down with sports writer Cole Keller, 26, to discuss this week in Princeton sports, including the latest on men's and women's basketball teams and hockey. Hi, my name is Cole Keller, and I am a associate sports editor for The Prince. So, sports, what's happened this week? A lot of good has happened this week for sports. Both basketball teams had tremendous weekends. The women's basketball team in particular, junior Caitlin Chen, had a standout performance when they went up to Columbia, who was just ahead of them in the Ivy League, and now they are tied after that game, after a 74-56 victory for Princeton. In that game against Columbia, senior Julia Cunningham became the 27th player in Princeton women's basketball history to score her 1,000th point. Wow, that's quite impressive. Anything on the men's basketball team? On the men's side, they also improved to 16-6 overall and 7-2 in the Ivy League, identical to the women, with victories over Cornell and Columbia last weekend. Are there any other sports that are doing anything interesting right now? Uh, yes, the men's and the women's hockey teams are also having pretty good seasons as well. The men's hockey team beat Dartmouth to 7-3 over the weekend. Uh, there was a really funny tradition in that game, actually. They went up to Dartmouth, and every time Princeton scores a goal, the first time um, they score a goal up in Dartmouth, um, all the Dartmouth students throw tennis balls onto the ice. There's like a huge delay of the game, so it's very interesting. And on the women's side, they've done pretty well lately, and they've now won three straight games after road wins in Harvard and Dartmouth. In university news, the USG is issuing its position paper following a USG referendum that passed last December, advocating for a commission to study the process to, quote, convert the majority of residential campus restrooms to be gender neutral. The position paper, authored by DEI Chair Uma Fox, 26, former DEI Chair Braden Arosan, 25, and DEI committee member Kai Hotsetter Habib, 26, was presented at the first meeting of the newly elected undergraduate student government. However, even if the recommendations of the position paper pass, the university has presented some potential issues with the implementation of the desired outcome. According to a statement to the Prince from university spokesperson Michael Hotchkiss, quote, New Jersey's plumbing code does not fully support inclusive restroom strategies. He went on to say that, quote, the university's inclusive restroom strategies must be built out within the parameters of New Jersey's requirements for plumbing infrastructure, and, quote, the university has sought and received dozens of variances from the state to allow for the development of single-user inclusive restrooms, and continues to be an active advocate for flexibility within the plumbing code. On Tuesday evening, President Joe Biden gave the annual State of the Union address at the Capitol. In his speech, Biden highlighted key goals of his administration, including blue-collar jobs, the economy, and bipartisan cooperation in Congress. Biden drew criticism from Republicans following his statement in the address that, quote, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset every five years. In response to booze in the chamber, Biden stated that he was, quote, glad to see that Social Security was, quote, not to be touched. Notable figures in attendance included Roe Vaughn and Rodney Wells, the mother and stepfather of Tyree Nichols, Paul Pelosi, husband of the former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, and Bono, the lead singer in the band U2 and an activist in the fight against HIV and AIDS. In international news, the death toll in Syria and Turkey has risen to over 12,000 following a deadly 7.8 magnitude earthquake and a series of aftershocks. Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan visited Kamamamaras, a city near the epicenter of the quake, and pleaded with residents to, quote, show patience as roadblocks by fallen buildings and shortages in trucks and fuels have now made it impossible to deliver resources to impacted areas. The Turkish death toll alone is now past 9,000 making this the biggest Turkish disaster since 1939 and prompting President Erdogan to issue a three-month state of emergency. In Syria, 
the death toll is nearing 3,000, but aid has been scarce due to a war in the country. Following the earthquake, the Turkish Student Association announced a donation campaign to support the survivors of the disaster. Today through Friday, there will be a fundraising event held at Frisk Campus Center. They will be accepting donations of money and essential goods, including warm clothes. Today, it will be cloudy, with a high of 56 and a low of 49. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Brian Mahondo, Katya Karaf, and me. Sound engineered by Philip Wang, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. Have a wonderful day.